Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Groups on Facebook. Our partners, LostWorldOnSports.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Hey, good evening, sports fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL Podcast, episode number 518. I'm your host, Christopher Jones. What do we do at Talk and Talk about? Hey, football! Yeah, let's... It's awesome. We're finally getting news. Things are happening all over the place. And uh, what's going on? And football's coming up. Free agency is less than a week away. We're in the window right now, the negotiation window, which we're going to talk about this because it's absolutely fucking stupid in my opinion. But anyhow, we're in the middle of that. So that means that we're getting a lot lot of new news, new news, news, anyhow, Um, and things that are going on and kind of things are neat and wonderful and transpiring and uh, most teams are making some moves. Some, some, some are making some pretty good moves. Some are doing what the fuck are you doing? Um, so we'll see what happens there and uh, go on from there. Uh, what's pissing me off right now? Nothing's really pissing me off. So uh, we'll just open up the mics and bring in the, the other guys and we'll go from there. Um, see what's going on. All right, welcome to the show, Charles. How are you doing? Well, I was just going to say that's awfully rare. That nothing's pissing you off, because that's uh, kind of like every week. I, I know. So that's actually good. That's a good thing. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I know. Yep, no, that's good. No, everything's good here. Another day, another dollar, and we're one day closer to the weekend, which is always good. We are. We're very close to the weekend. Friday's tomorrow. Um, and we'll go That's from true. there. Um, I, I want to talk about something here, but I'm going to introduce Will first. So, Will, welcome to the show, buddy. How are you? I am good. I am good. I'm, I spent my day today watching all these stampeders disappear into La La Land. Junior Thurman just signed with Hamilton for fuck's sake. Jesus Christ. Well, he didn't sign. He's just going on the way on his way over there. Um, that's one of the things we're going to talk about today. Um, so your mic, or, or your talking right now, seems to be my headset more than your microphone because I, I barely heard the blog talk bitch, too. So uh, maybe yeah, I needed yeah, a new set of earbuds here. You're, you're making I think it sounds fine to me. Yeah. So it, it's yeah, probably no. my headset here. Um, I could it. probably run into the house and get another one, but let's just get going here. I'll get you guys directed and go in some different direction. Who the hell is Kurt Warner? He is the he's a Hall of Fame NFL quarterback. Uh, played for the St. Louis Rams. Played for the Arizona Cardinals. I believe he also played for the New York Giants. So. Okay. So have you been following the story with him today? I've seen some of it. I have not seen the whole thing. Neither have I, and I've been trying to find it. Um, He's saying that he's not denying it. Um, 
And then I found part of the story, which was he tried out at free agency camps for the CFL, and two CFL teams turned him down. That he wasn't good enough yep, to play in the CFL. Well that's well known. Okay. So this was a yeah, story that came out a couple of years ago, and it's just raised its ugly yeah. head again. So sincere thanks to CFL News for posting the 2000 story on Kurt Warner. How you managed to find it is amazing. Even managed to get the man himself, Kurt Warner, and the discussion followed was fabulous. Thanks. That was some guy named Ralph. Um, so, yeah, I'm just, uh, I, I just kind of popped up and couldn't figure out what was going on. Uh, there's a lot of people, a lot of things that are happening right now, and uh, like this free agency that's going on, like like I basically said, um, I just lost my Twitter feed. There we go. Uh, following Charles's agenda here, the CFL free agency negotiations window opening it sure has allowed some fresh breeze it to snap us a to attention. Now, my question here is, uh, we've talked about this a couple times this week. What do you think of this? Do you think this should be allowed? This is like legalized tampering for all sorts of things. Um, CFL players need to be able to, uh, the CFL teams need to negotiate with their players and get them uh, online before the deadline of February 14th. Now this is tampering. This is uh, people allowed. Other teams are allowed to talk to the players. What's the difference between February 7th and February 14th other than they're not allowed to put ink to paper? I don't know. That's about it. I was going to ask you the same thing. I was going to ask you the same thing. So, so why don't they just allow them to put ink to paper? I mean, what's, why don't, why what's don't they the just have free agency a week ahead of time? There is no point. Another fucking baffling move by the CFL. Yeah. Well, with what we're getting, free agency is basically open right now. I mean, because we know where players are signing all of a sudden. But um, I don't know. I mean, I guess technically until the actual um, – deals are signed, there is a possibility that they could go sideways and something could swoop in at the last minute. Well, I understand that the the teams have 24 hours or something right before free agency to um, counter any offer that's on the table from somebody else. But I don't understand how why that happens. Hmm. So, I'm just I'm just Concerned as to why. I don't necessarily have a problem with this, but I think there should be a media blackout. Nobody should be allowed to put anything on it. If players agree in terms to a contract with Toronto, then there should be like an NDA in place where a non disclosure agreement where the player is not allowed to post it onto Twitter that says, Hey, I'm going to Toronto. Or Toronto's not allowed to announce that they're, they're, you know, they're doing this. It should be a complete media blackout until the 14th. And then it's a surprise for everybody. Yeah. Is this backdoor negotiations where teams have the right to to match or or counter an offer or this or that? 
Wait, just do it. And I'm all about disclosure, like transparency. I want to see all of this stuff. But I don't know. I'm, I'm just, I'm really torn on this one. Will, what do you think? What's going on? Um, you, you know what? How could I, you fix it? I, I don't know if you can fix it. Um, I, I, I don't know what all the secrecy is. Okay? I just, I don't understand. I don't, like you're talking about, I don't understand the tampering window or the window where you can talk to them for a week before free agency starts. What is, what is that for? What is that for? Because well, don't I, I, tell me. My understanding of how it what, was originally started. Yeah. Okay. The, the way it originally started was it was allowing players to test the market to see if there was any interest in them before they signed a contract with their own team. Okay. Right. So, 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 so first off, I think we're a little naive if, if we don't think that this goes on before that. Okay. Of course not. Because I guarantee you, agents phone GMs and coaches and whatever and say, hey, are you interested in so-and-so long before this ever happens? Because if you think about it, most years, 10 seconds after free agency window is open, you see like 25 guys have signed already. So what? They negotiated yeah. a contract in 12 minutes? Give me a break. Yeah, well, that's that's why they they did this to to alleviate that that fallacy, right? right? Is is give them an opportunity to do that, and I just don't understand what the difference is. Yeah, I know. I don't either. Why not just open free agency at that point? Because it. It basically is at this point now. Maybe uh-huh. we should get Randy well, Ambrosi on the show so he can explain it to us. Who? Wait for wait, you want to Randy wait for Rudy? Oh. Randy Ambrosi. Oh, Randy. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I don't. I, I don't. Randy won't come on my show. He doesn't yeah. like me. Well, he's off doing whatever it is he does. I'm not sure what he does. I, I'm pretty sure he doesn't know what he does. But, you know, this, the, I'm just I, – I thought this uh, free agency window was supposed to be for the agent of the player to phone up another an opposing team or another team out there and say, hey, look, are you interested in, in my guy? Yes, we are. Okay, then we'll talk on the 14th. That's what I thought. No, that's not do. what it's. But when you turn around, that's not you turn around and you say that, oh, okay, well, Gino Lewis is going from Montreal to Edmonton for two million dollars or a million dollars over three years. That's not supposed to happen. No. That's not supposed to happen until the fourteenth. With my understanding, am I am I wrong? 
No, that's the way I figure it out. That's what I thought it was, so I don't think you're wrong. Charles, what do you think? No, I don't think so. No. But to me, that it, it it's either open the fucking doors up and let these guys do this, or don't. I mean, it, the fact that they've now got a contract ready to be all done and it's gone to lawyers and everything else, and now it's just waiting for the 14th to be filed, seems redundant. It, it doesn't I, make sense you know to what? me. I, I personally think free agency should happen the minute the last season is over, to be honest with you. No, I think the team should be allowed to have, have first kick at the cat of their players, right? And that's yeah, what but, this does. Yeah, okay, but, so yeah, but, from December 1st until February 15th, that is two and a half months with Christmas in the middle that teams have the right to turn around and sign as many players of their own team as possible. And then there are players out there who are just adamant that they're going to free agency. So be it, right? Well, I guess. But, you know, I mean, you'd be, you'd be pissed off if, if, you know, if you're, you didn't have the opportunity to sign some really key players that, you know, some other team just stuck their nose in there and said, well, we'll offer you this, this, and this. You know, you, you, yep. you'd be pissed off. I mean, we have enough movement in this fucking league without that happening. Yeah. I mean, let's face facts. There's not a league in North America that free agency has not destroyed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree with that. I, I when I was young, I remember Team the days, Fleur played the like 20 when... years with Montreal. Yep. yep. You know? You, you, Bobby Orr signed with the Boston Bruins when he was 12 years old. Uh-huh. I mean, that, that was loyal, created loyalty, fan support. You could go off and get a, a a player's jersey made. Now you can't. I mean, by the time the fucking ink's dry on it, the guy's gone to another team's. Yep. I don't disagree. I don't disagree at all. Mm-hmm. Really? With, without question, it's the number one problem in this league is that you cannot get any type of fan loyalty to players who don't have team loyalty. Yep, you're right. You know, and I understand 100% that their window is very small in which to make money. So then, when when I was with, um, a long time ago, and I'm talking 30 years ago, 35 years ago, I actually had a job once, okay? Believe it or not, it didn't last very long. I I worked for Scott Paper, and it was a union job, and I was actually a union member. Hated it. Absolutely fucking hated it. I don't understand how anybody can do something so stupid. But anyhow, beside the point, um, they, everybody in that, they had a pay scale, started at like, $17.50 an hour 
and went, you know, and one tier up, two tier up, went up 50 cents an hour or 75 and whatever else, up to the top where, uh, you know, they were at 45 or $46 an hour for the uh, machine tenders and stuff at the, on the paper machines, right? And your job, whatever it was, was on that particular tier, okay? So if I was a step five, I was making twenty two fifty an hour, okay? Now, if posting came up somewhere else that was a step eight, then I could go and apply for that step eight posting, and I would get like $2 or $3 an hour raise, but I'd be doing another job. I honestly believe that we should do that in the CFL, and then each team has certain exemptions for certain players. So not so much for, um, you know, the, the all-stars, but the, the general players, the O-linemen, the, this, that, and everything else, um, they should be saying, okay, well, you're a, a left tackle and you make – 150000 or $175,000 a year. And then, then your team, on top of that, has the ability to negotiate bonuses. And then you're negotiating your bonus, and your bonus can only be so much based on that position. Now, I know there's people out there that would argue this, being that, um, okay, well, you know, you've got – you know, one O-lineman that is just absolutely amazing and one that's not so, quite so, you know, he's, he's serviceable, but he's there, you know, or, or, you know, Kenny Lawler as a receiver, is he there? Or is it Gino Lewis? Or, you know, each one of them, you know, they're arguing back and forth of who's the best and who can make the money, most money, and I understand that that's not going to work. But there's got to be some way in which to regulate this so that the Teams don't get themselves ridiculously stupid. And I know that that's what the salary management cap is. But um, I don't know. I don't know. There's got to be an answer to what's going on so that we get some stability with the players and they stay in one spot. Because if, mm-hmm. if, if, if we're paying, if we're paying a, um, a running back this amount of money, and it doesn't matter what team he plays for, he gets the same amount of money. Then there's, the, the desire to move is gone. Right. Right. Okay. Then you get some stability with that player mm-hmm. in that position at, uh, at, on that team. And, you know, with the exemption of, you know, I mean, even quarterbacks, I, I just I, I don't know how to do it. There's got to be a way of doing it. But wouldn't that be cool? Is that you know you're paying a, a right guard exactly the same amount on every team? Yep. And the salary cap now, okay, isn't five point five million dollars. The salary cap is based on what you're paying a player greater than that position allows. Does that make sense? Yep. Yes, somewhat. Okay. So if, if running backs are getting paid a hundred grand, and you want to pay your guy one hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars, then you got twenty-five thousand dollars of that 
uh, goes against your salary cap. Okay. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I don't know. I, there's got to be an answer to this because the league is broken. And the more people that say that it's not are, is, is, is fucking blowing my mind. Oh, God. There's so, so many people in fairy tale land, it's ridiculous. You know, it, free agency is killing this league. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, you're never going to get the PA to a, a, agree to anything like this because, you know, they want the best for the players. And the players want the best for the players. So, you know, it, I, I, I'm, I'm completely at a loss on this one. How is this going to work? Something has to change because what it is, is it, it is broken. Yep. William, have you got any ideas? Have I tweaked the little brain cells in you and got you thinking about something, or is just something that's just know, not I just, even I, fixable? I, I just <coughs> well, I mean, I think you got to look back and 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 talk about when did all of these one-year fucking contracts happen? Okay, because it seems that's part of the reason. Okay. Like, for example, I think it was Ottawa had 48 free agents this year because they all signed one-year contracts. Yeah. Like, why do why guys do that, number one? Um, do they think they're going to have a better season and get another $10,000 exactly next right. year? That, that's exactly well, why they do it. That's exactly why the players want to do it. And, and, and so they're and, going to get paid me, next year on what they were worth this year. Right. But on the other hand, okay, on the other hand, you've got to look at it this way. Because I, I, I heard something the other day that makes sense. For example, I was listening to that stupid freaking Saskatchewan sports cage thing. And apparently the guy who hosted gets phone calls from Saskatchewan fans all the time saying, oh, my God, we're not going to sign this guy, and we're not going to sign that guy, and we're not going to sign that way. What are we going to do? And his reply to it is, you were 6-15 and 15 last year. Why the hell would you want to re-sign any of these guys? It's so, so, a good question. So and he's not wrong. If, no, and, and so if your team has – if everybody on your team has signed – a two-year contract, and your team fucking sucks, then you wouldn't necessarily want to change them the next year. And I guess you still can because you can just cut them all and the contracts are null and void, right? So I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 the only teams, the way I look at it is this way. If a team loses free agents, so be it. But if you didn't win the Grey Cup last year, you have room for improvement anyways. True. So, right. But so, there's always but there's, some I, players. I, 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 on Ottawa, there are players you want to keep. And, and they were yeah, yeah, the worst yeah, also, in the league. But there's also something to be said right. for keeping players together for, for um, 
uh, multiple years to try and uh, create more chemistry between the players. Well, but I, I, I think if you're 4-14, four chemistry has nothing to do with it. <laughs> okay, you just stop. Yeah, fair enough. That's just my opinion. All right. No, but we're, but we're yeah, I do understand. Here. I I do understand what you're saying there, Christopher, because I really, I I I hate that Calgary's going to lose certain players this year. It's because they all sign one-year freaking contracts. Okay. I mean, for example, Calgary traded for Cam Judge last year. His contract, he, he had a great year in Calgary last year. I think he had his best year ever in football. And they they definitely made it a priority to sign him before free agency, which they did. Okay, and that's great. But, you know, it's still, you got to go through the same thing every single year. And, and, I mean, these guys are not, I mean, the odd guys are getting bigger money. But most of these guys, you're talking five or ten thousand dollars. Oh I know. Well if you think about it, I, the and, salary cap goes up about fifty five thousand dollars a year. And it has been historically for the last decade or more been about the same, right, Charles? And fifty five thousand dollars with fifty two players on the team is a thousand dollars a player. So you're you can give everybody a thousand dollars a year raise, and you're you're over the salary cap. You're you're in the same cap situation as you were last year. And and right. players are looking for thirty and forty and fifty thousand dollar raises. Where the fuck does that money some, come from? Some, some are, some are, <laughs> not all. Yeah, some are. <laughs> You know, like Kenny Lawler going from two hundred and fifty thousand dollars to three hundred thousand dollars. Where does where does a team find an extra fifty thousand dollars to pay this guy? And Gino Lewis, Eugene Lewis, who's just gone from Montreal to uh, Edmonton, is getting he's he's getting the same money that Lawler did last year in Edmonton. Edmonton hasn't changed anything; they just changed the name on the highest paid receiver. And I and I once again I I why is there why isn't there nor and I and I don't wanna say there could be collusion, but why do some GMs do stupid shit like that and sign a receiver for stupid amount of money? Because I don't care what receiver it is, he is not gonna make the difference in winning the Grey Cup or not. In my mind, okay. If you sign, if you sign Eugene or Gene Lewis to three hundred thousand dollars a season, and Cody Fajardo is still your quarterback, it doesn't matter. So I, I don't know why these guys don't they could all get together and say, okay, we're not giving X about these position players more than this much money. But they can well, never that goes agree back on anything to my, themselves. My scale, right? Saying that receivers right, all right. get one hundred and twenty thousand dollars a year, or first-year receivers, or there's three-tiered receivers, or you know, you got three different tiers. This is a 
you know, a, a rookie receiver or a, a, an okay receiver, and this is a medium receiver, and this is an elite receiver. And the elite receivers make 175000 the middle make 150000 and the one on the bottom ones get one yeah, quarter. But, I don't know. Well, I, I don't know well, why I, that doesn't how work. Do you, I was going to say, how do you rate their status, though? Well, that's where the negotiation like comes in. Is he negotiates now is here is steps. Right, but for example, for example, say you get a guy who's an elite receiver, and let's say an elite receiver is a guy who's been in the league for five years, and he gets a thousand yards a season. Okay. Yeah. What happens if a rookie? What happens if a rookie comes into the league, and and has 2,000 yards in his first season. He's going to want more well, money. Then he, but, his, but, it, yeah. but his status isn't going to change because he's only been in the league for a year. So, Well, the status doesn't necessarily change on years in the league. Ch- status would change on what you do in that time in, that you're in the league. So his status right. would change. Just, just like this, this shown in, in Winnipeg right now. Dayton Schoen or whatever the fuck his name is, Dalton. Um, Dalton Schoen. His status, his stat, status has changed, man. I mean, he lit the fucking league up in his rookie year. Right. Now, he's yes, he still did. on a rookie contract. You know, I see the, the Bombers enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. And they are. Yeah. But he's going to be in for a big raise as soon as he's done. Right. And he could be in for a raise right now if he's, they're willing to extend his contract. But then is he wanting to extend the contract? Does he want an NFL window that's open to him? Does he want this? Does he want that? Well, think, this is where shit yeah. has got to get sorted out. And he already he already did a few NFL workouts too, so he might want to try again. Yeah, he did, and he, he probably will next year, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I mean Nathan Rourke. I mean that was a perfect opportunity for him. That NFL window in there was great. Go in that, down there, check out some things. Okay, yeah, I got a contract offer. See you later. So right now he still yep. is. Uh, uh, what's the word? The BC Lions still own his rights, CFL rights. So if he come, when he comes back right. to the CFL, he has to come back to the BC Lions because he left in the middle of a Is contract. That true? The contract hasn't expired. Right. Yet. Yes. Right. Okay, because he he was allowed yes. out of his contract because he got an offer in the NFL. So if that if he comes back to the CFL, he has to come back. To the the BC Lions. That's right. He, he they, they own his his rights at this point in time. Now, if it, if he was a free right. agent, it would it, there would be nothing, right? So if if this was like because mm-hmm. that was year two that he lit things up. If he went another year with us, and in December because his contract's not up till February. And in December, he starts working out with NFL camps, and he gets an offer, but he's under contract until February. That is when the teams typically release players. 
right? They release them early. Right. Okay. So, uh, and, and, and let them go. But they don't release them when they're in the middle of a contract, unless there's an actual signed con- uh, deal there. And then that they're not releasing them. They're suspending their contract. So, anyhow, have you seen or heard anything from Rudy? Um, Speaking of the devil. Oh, no, my. <laughs> it's, it's funny you say that. He just put his number in. <laughs> uh, I know. I just said that's what I said. Speaking of the devil, was, Larry. That was really weird timing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I didn't have my... Uh, Yes, I have heard from him. He wants you to call him. Yeah. You think? <laughs> All right. Going back okay. just quickly to the where we were talking earlier about keeping players in, you know, trying to stop, keep it so players, uh, you know, there's not so much player movement. I remember back years ago there was the old rule that if you stayed in a certain team with a thir- certain team for a certain amount of time, you would be classified a non-import. Well, that's they, they, I guess now it would be now, a, they? I guess they pretty much have with this new. Well, basically it's it's like uh, yeah, well for one player anyways. If you're uh, uh, one, one so player, you get classified at one, one point. One player per year, yeah. Yep. I, I don't want to travel down that road, Charles, so the simple fact is that I don't want to modify the ratio. I want to fucking terminate the ratio. You just want to get rid of it all together. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. No. That's just, Hi, baby. It, it, it doesn't think make any sense. I think I, you're, I think you're I beating a dead horse. Sorry. Yeah, probably. Rudy, you're here. Your mic is open. Yes. Say hello. Yeah. Hello, everyone. Sorry I'm a little bit late. I was at a uh, junior game tonight. It was a good game. So uh, just getting here a little bit late and uh, glad to join everyone. So uh, you guys can uh, fill me yeah. in what I missed. We, we, we're just bitching about free agency. <laughs> we're, As we're, in the we're um, segment one, we don't. The negotiation like, window, the whole stupid fucking thing. Like there's like there's no um, like there's no real control on uh, privacy. It just goes bad, right? Like that. Actually, how, I how think do, we're, we're going beyond that. And you're 100 percent correct. That's what we did talk. We're we're now in the um, player movement, one year contracts. Uh, why is the you know it's absolutely destroying the league and we we pretty much ran the gauntlet on this so we were just about to move on and then I thought well hey let's where's Rudy and then you just popped your number up just as I said that I absolutely <laughs> just said has anybody heard from Rudy and your number pops up that was funny timing uh, yeah my only thing is I guess what the the CFL is worried about and teams are if they if they make a guy uh, commit to two years, they're not going to commit. So they'll, they're going to lose out on a good player. 
So mm-hmm. it's kind of a no-win situation. I understand both sides. I'm not sure. I I think I think it should be a two-year minimum commitment if you sign a CFL contract. That should be going forward. And if guys don't want to sign it, then fine. We'll move on. Well, I, I think you should. Um, if you're going to do a two-year contract, which I don't disagree with, uh, they're two-year guaranteed contract, not guaranteed to, to play the, all, the whole thing, but you, you have yeah. to guarantee the money to that player, right? Where right now the second year is not guaranteed. The first year yeah. is not guaranteed. Nothing's guaranteed. Yeah. I mean, the player can be cut at any time. Um, somewhere in there, there has to be some loyalty from the team if you're expecting loyalty from the players. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, no, that's and I think fair. that's where they've, they've come up with that. But in reality, what are the consequences if a player um, doesn't perform? You know, if he just doesn't live up to expectations, the team well, should be allowed I, to fix that. But, but I mean, like, for two years, I mean, I mean, two-year contract, I mean, it's not a lifetime contract. If, if a player is a bad year in year one, they might have a great year year two. I mean, if it goes bad in year two, well, then they're done. It's actually, I think it's a win-win. Either way, you, you give a guy a chance to develop, or yeah, they're not that good. I, I don't see, I don't see the the downside. And the CFL is such a transparent league where there's so much. I mean, you can't buy a jersey with a guy on, with a player on, on your back because you don't know he might be gone. Like BC Butler's gone. Like if you're a Butler fan, he's gone. So I mean, basically get the quarterback on your on. I I don't know what to tell you. I mean, the one thing that the one thing that I know about the CFL from the. 50 years that I've been a fan and I've been going to these games since 1971. Um, Mm -hmm. Everybody changes. There's not a single fucking owner that's still here. There's not a single coach, general manager, water boy, player, quarterback. Everything changes. Everything evolves. So we know that that's going to happen. And the concept of consistency is important. Basically, we, that's, that's one of the big things right now that is, is detrimental to this league. And we've said that, is that the player movement, one-year contract is absolutely ridiculous. There has to be a fix in there. Uh, we're not going to come to that one. We've gone around this about 12 times, and then Rudy comes up. I don't want to go around them again. Yeah. So <clears throat> let's move on. And if we got some time, we can come back and play with it. But, I mean, we're 45 minutes into the show already. We're kind of just wrapping up segment one. I don't have a problem with it. I'm fucking good with that. I love a good discussion. Uh, and, and most of these things are really not going to take a lot of time. Montreal Alouettes have agreed to terms with former Riders quarterback Cody Fajardo. Well, duh. This is sort of like musical chairs, and the music stopped, okay? Trevor Harris has agreed with terms with the Riders. 
every other team out there right now has a quarterback. There really is not any quarterbacks that are available. The music stopped. Montreal's got a chair. Cody's looking for a job. I, do you see anything? Am I wrong? Charles? Charles. Well, I only found it kind of ironic, to be perfectly honest, because last year, of course, Jason Moss was the offensive coordinator in Saskatchewan. Uh, Cody Fajardo was the starting quarterback in Saskatchewan, and he did not have a great year playing for Jason Moss. I mean, I've never found him to be a a great uh, quarterback, period. But to be perfectly honest, um, last year was probably his worst year as a starter, and it comes with Jason Moss as his offensive coordinator. Fast forward a year, Jason Moss is now the head coach in Montreal, and they signed Cody Fajardo as a quarterback. So it was kind of weird. I know what you're saying because, quite frankly, there aren't that many jobs left up for grabs. But uh, I don't know. He didn't have great numbers with Jason Moss last year, so I'm not sure why he thinks it's going to be much better this year. But, I mean, he's going, I guess, where work was available. I guess that was how it shook down for him. Right. Now, was the problem in Saskatchewan – Jason Moss was the problem in Saskatchewan, Cody Fajardo, or was the problem in Saskatchewan, Craig Dickinson? Um, you know, okay, so you know, you've got two or three different problems out there. Saskatchewan was a fucking train wreck last year, and it's been progressively going downhill since Chris Jones left there. I mean, and Dickinson should have been fired. Jeremy O'Day should have been fired. They couldn't do it because of the management cap. So, you know, the... They, they, to me, Jason Moss was a scapegoat. Um, he's now in Montreal, but it, Montreal is the train wreck of the league right now at this point in time, and uh, we'll go from there. But uh, yeah, no, this is who's going to be a worst team this year, Montreal or Saskatchewan? Oh, uh, Montreal by a ton. Won't be close. Montreal looks like a disaster. Players are actually like agreeing to terms with Saskatchewan. Very few players have any interest in going to Montreal. Well, that's, that's a one bad thing. situation Cody right had now. Nowhere else. Cody Fajardo did not have another option. There is nobody in the fucking yeah, league true. who wanted him. Okay? If there was one more available quarterback, Fajardo wouldn't have got signed. Probably not, no. And I'm guessing the money is not the money is like I'm gonna guess the money's at three hundred thousand. That money is not a lot of money. it's not not compared to what he's getting. What's that right? I wouldn't pay him three hundred thousand. No, I mean I, I my yeah, I agree. I'm just throwing three hundred thousand as a as a as a bare minimum. Like there's not going anything close to four hundred thousand or three fifty. I mean that's I mean Montreal has made it clear they are dumping salary and they are looking for the cheapest options going forward this year. I mean, who's who's, who's blocking? Yeah, no, go ahead. 
as you can see, Dominic Davis got a job before Cody Pajardo did. How telling is that? Yeah, but he came in at what? Is he third string? No, from what I hear, he'll be number two. Yeah. But uh, that's go on with Cody Pajardo. I don't want to talk about. I don't want to talk about Dominic Davis because I'm not thrilled <laughs> with that. But uh. no, 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 no. So you know, and and. Hang on, where are we here? William, William what are you, what's your thoughts on this one? Do you have any? You're quiet um, in the corner. We're talking, we're, we're talking about Cody Pajardo and Dominic Davis. I mean, is there that much to say? I know. I mean, if well, you think about is. it, I mean, you've always about, been on, very favorable to Montreal Alouette. But just, but just think about this for a minute. In 2018, Cody Fajardo was with the BC Lions as a second or third string quarterback, right? Third, correct. I can't remember. Third, okay. He was third. And and I personally don't think any more that he's any better than Dom Davis. So, I, you know, I mean, Dom Davis is a great, third-string quarterback to run over the goal line. He showed it last year. He had 47 touchdowns, didn't he? Or something like that. Nope. He had a lot of touchdowns. Something like that. And I understand and respect Tom Davis for, for that ability, but I don't think he's, a, right. he's, he's any worse or any better quarterback than Cody. I don't think Cody Fajardo is a better quarterback than Dominic Davis. I don't think so either. But Fajardo got a starting job with Montreal. Yes, he did because, in reality, there was no. In the last three years, in the last three years, he was a starting quarterback. If you think about it, was it a year ago or two years ago? Dom Davis and and that other guy from BC, they were going to fight for the starting job in Ottawa. And look how that they were. Out. Yeah, Jonathan Jennings, both of them, and they won. They yeah, won Jonathan three games, and, and Dom Davis, right? So look how bad that turned out. So, yeah, you know, I mean, but you never know. Maybe, 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 maybe uh, um, Montreal's head coach now is is a quarterback whisperer. And maybe he's going to make Cody look good, but he didn't make him look good in Saskatchewan. So I don't know, man. Every year's different. Well, we don't know right. whether or not he was allowed to make him look good. True that. True that. That's true. That's true. Um, so you never know. I mean, let's face it. In 2019, Cody Fajardo looked like he was a decent quarterback. He did. The team again, looked like it was amazing. Hold on. Okay. Um, Saskatchewan, that year? Saskatchewan was coming off of Chris Jones era. And he and that team was yeah. built solid. And C- Cody Fajardo just looked good in amongst a, a bunch of good players. Right. That team's gone downhill from that, and Fajardo's looked mm-hmm. stupid ever since. Also, don't forget. Yeah, but so... Um, hold on, 2019, the Riders played teams that had their second and third string quarterbacks 
on. Riley was hurt. Levi Mitchell was hurt. Um, actually, uh, everybody was hurt. N- n- they they played hurt. like uh, everybody was hurt. So yeah, everybody was hurt. So basically, Diardo, yeah, congrats. You beat what was ahead of you. But you know what? He's probably just a backup. Like he was the best. He's the best of the back. He's the tallest midget. He's a good backup, but that's it. Don't 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 take him for a starter. Yeah. Like CFL. And even that year year two in Winnipeg, uh, Caleros didn't come in until the end of the season. So they were going with yeah. Matt Nichols for most of that season uh, nope. until near the end when Caleros showed up. Nope. No, no, Trevler was in there for a bit too. Because Nichols got hurt. Who was Nichols got hurt. Trevler got hurt. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. no, it was, it, it, it was a bad fucking year for quarterbacks. Straight across yeah. the board. Yeah. So, but, but I believe every quarterback starter got hurt. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they did. And basically, um, Ryder Media took that as like, well, okay, um, Priero's the next Ron Lancaster. Like, just basically didn't worry about who he was beating. I mean, I think Montreal had a third string quarterback playing against uh, Fiordo one, one game. And then the, the, the game ended in the third quarter because of rain. Yeah, I remember, remember that? that. Yeah. Yes, I so, do. And the last game of the year was against Edmonton, and Edmonton didn't – Edmonton just didn't uh, – Edmonton was a joke, so. Yeah. Okay. So let's let's go around the table now. A lot has happened. A lot has changed. Uh, nothing's changed since our last show. But now we, the quarterback pitcher looks to be more solid straight across the board for every team. Uh, Ottawa signed um, Jeremiah Mazzoli. That was before our last show. But now since then, they've signed Nick Arbuckle. They've extended Nick Arbuckle, right? McLeod Bethel Thompson got extended in Toronto. Cody Fajardo's going no, to didn't. Montreal. Did he? No, he didn't. No, no he, he didn't. didn't. Who? McLeod Bethel Thompson? He didn't get extended at all. No. He just said he all that happened. And there were so many people. He said he was going to play football this year, but he never signed anywhere. Toronto didn't extend yeah. him. Okay, my bad. I, th- I thought for sure that he, that yeah. had happened. No. No, no, that's, no, he didn't. Hmm. Okay. So he he's still available. No, I. You're sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, my bad. So that that position is still available. Uh. In the West, uh, Trevor Harris has gone to Saskatchewan or going. Zach's in Winnipeg. Mayer's in Calgary. Taylor Cornelius is in Edmonton. And Vernon Adams Jr. is in BC, backed up now by Dom Davis. So that, the, the West is solid or solidified. I don't know whether the word solid is a good term, but, um, <laughs> but you know. There's a, there's a lot of things that have changed in this week, and yet nothing has because nothing's allowed to go down on paper. 
except Arbuckle and uh, Arbuckle is an extension, so that's real. Okay, let's, let's move on. What do we got happening here? Jameer Thurman is going to the Tiger Cats. Where was he coming from? Was that Calgary? Calgary, yep. A lot of the Calgary fans are unhappy about this. Yeah. Yeah. Understandably. You know what? what? They are, but they're not. Once again... Calgary is pulling off what Calgary always pulls off. Okay, they have a guy by the name of Silas, who's a young middle linebacker, and I'm thinking they probably are going to think they're going to pencil him in. And don't forget, don't forget, uh, Darnell Sankey is still out there, and he used to be in Calgary, yeah. so maybe they're yeah. using that as an option as well. So who knows? I, I saw today that yeah, uh, Calgary agreed to terms with somebody, and that just kind of floored me. Receiver, wasn't it? Yeah, somebody I've never heard of. To be honest with you, yeah. he was a he was a Hamilton he was a Hamilton receiver last year, but he was on their practice roster. Oh, is it? So I'm. I'm really excited about that one, let me tell you. I was going to say Stephen Dunbar Jr., but he went to Edmonton, not Calgary. Yeah, no, no, no. It, uh... <clears throat> Drew Tate is now the receivers coach in Saskatchewan, eh? Yep. <laughs> and we know what kind of a winner Drew Tate is. Yeah. Was it was it was it wasn't Drew Tate a, a coach of that remarkable season the BC Lions had with uh the Ron Favorites? To be to be fair, to be fair, Drew Tate yes. was he was uh, the guy that yes, Bo, Bo, Bo Levi took over from Calgary from, right? Yes. Say that again. Yeah, t- Tate's got a yeah. break up ring from, from 2014. No, yeah, back up, yeah. Up. Yeah. Yeah, he does. He does. Sometimes those guys are, are, are the best coaches, the guys that maybe not, not the best players on the field, but analytically they, they, see, the, they see the game, they, they see what has to happen. Those guys, like Trent Dilfer, like those guys, I don't know. Those guys uh, have uh, I, I thought you were going to use uh, Ryan Ginwitty as, as an example. No, 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 no. Great Cup winning coach. Didn't win a great cup. Uh, you know what? I think, I think maybe a team should sign uh, Sean Salisbury as a coach because he won a great cup. Oh, why is he not coaching in the They won that Seriously, they won Drake up in spite of him. They won I want to know why he's not in the Hall of Fame. Who's that? 
Who, Mark and Crandall? They're holding, out, Crandall. They're holding yeah. out for Marcus Crandall. <laughs> but you know what? In reality, in reality, even if quarterbacks move around the league, not much has changed because every single yeah. team in the CFL, maybe with the yeah. exception of Ottawa, is one quarterback yeah. injury away from being a fucking awful team. Mm-hmm. Well, look. Well, look at that, that. Look at Matt Duggan. Started in Edmonton, went to BC, went to Winnipeg, went to Hamilton. Like I mean, uh, he he, he bounced around. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, it's very rare you see a quarterback just with one team his entire career. That used to be the thing that guys like like Ron Lancaster and. Uh, Russ Jackson and so on. But they'd he be with one team for really one for team the entire for career. Career. Well, that's true. Russ Jackson played somewhere else too, but but the majority. But team, quarterbacks move around so much more now. Hell, Doug Flutie, the, considered the best quarterback by many, as the best quarterback to CFL ever play in the CFL, best player to play in the CFL. He played for three teams: BC, Calgary, and Toronto. So yeah. even the best quarterback yeah, in CFL history. Did not stay. Warren Moon was it? Yeah. Moon didn't have enough time to move around because Moon Moon actually got good in '79. Played started in '80, and it was he was done by '84. He was, he was like he was '83. He was gone, right? So he, he won five straight and, great and, cups. And what? No, and no, no. Hold he on. He did not win five great and, cups. Do you remember Tom yes, Wilson? Gabe Will he he started in three. Wilson started in seventy seventy eight and seventy nine. So, I mean, I like I like Please, Warren Moon. I like Warren Moon. Don't get me wrong. I think Warren Moon is a great quarterback. And if he would have stayed in the CFL for the for his entire career, he would have absolutely blown out every record in the world. But he didn't. So. Uh, for me, it's Flutie, but yeah. Well, to me, it's Flutie one, Moon two, but Moon's yeah, I agree number two on my my list by far. Yeah, I agree. Okay, and moving along a little bit here, just because. Uh, back in blue, Winnipeg agrees to terms with Kenny Lawler. Where are they finding all the money from? Oh, look, everybody. I don't know, but he's taking. Well, yeah, they're not. They're, but he's taking they, a pay cut, but he's still overpaid. They're not going to. Uh, the Bombers aren't going to re-sign uh, uh, Bailey. Um, Couture is gone, so like the, yeah. they'll drop salary in those two positions. Bales is gone. Yeah. So, so one of my questions is, how can Hamilton sign well, Levi Mitchell, Jimmy yep. Thurman? Uh, yeah. There's rumors that there's rumor that BC's running back is going there too. James Butler. 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 James okay. Butler's going there. Okay, they've signed a number of guys. Where's their salary cap at? So, 
I don't know. Nobody saw well, no, no, no. as relevant until June 1st. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Right. I mean, it's you can funny sign anybody Hamil- and everybody Hamil- you want, and then you don't have to fucking Hamilton, make it fit Hamil- until next year. Hamilton is going for that big gray cup push, obviously, right? Yeah. Hey, so Ooh, yeah, Tyler, quite obviously. If, uh, if if Hamilton tied Jameer Thurman, is uh, what's his face um, not a free agent this year? Hamilton star running line linebacker Samori Lawrence isn't he a free agent? Yes, yes. I think he is actually. Yeah. So does that mean Hamilton's not going to resign him? Probably not. Because he is getting a little long. He's getting a little long in the tooth, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, to me, it's obvious. Just go out if you want to make the Grey Cup. Go out and sign Jagarik Davis. It's worked for everybody else. But. But listen, listen, Toronto, Toronto signed Ormolotti today. So does that mean they're not going to sign Jagarit uh, Davis? They may not have the money, so, which is quite interesting. I thought I'd want that guy. He's a great defensive player. I'd want him on my team anytime. Well, he's been to seven oh, great yeah. cups now. Yeah, yeah. He, he goes to great cups. He goes to great cups. And he's even won a couple. Wait, no, has he won a couple? He's only won one, has he? Yeah. No, he won two. He won two. Did he win, win one with Calgary? Two. He won with Calgary and won with Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. So Lawler's back in Winnipeg. Uh, that's a, that's a complete. Trevor Harris is signing. Is going or got a strong offer in place. For the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, big deal. We've already done most of the quarterback stuff. BC Lions trade Canadian linebacker Jordan Williams to the Argonauts for a first-round pick. Is it a first-round pick or the first-round pick? Huh? It's for a first-round pick. For a first, Toronto first-round pick. Okay. Um, now, oh, did I, uh, I screwed that up again? In 2020, right? Yep. And uh, played amazing football last year. He asked to be traded. Do you know what's up with that? Is it because oh, did he, he wants to play close to home? Yeah, yeah, yeah he, no, he, he actually lived in this guy for some reason. Yeah. No, he actually apparently lives in Baltimore, and he also has some business interests back east. So he wanted to um, um, he wanted to play closer to home. And the Lions were afraid okay. that if they let, that if they didn't trade him, if they kept him and had him play next year, they would lose him for nothing. 
because he was going to go back east regardless after the year. Right. <clears throat> so we got a draft pick. A first-round pick in the Canadian draft. Yeah, this year. So we got another first-round pick, that, or we got a first-round pick because we lost the first-round pick when we brought in Vernon Adams. That's right. So we basically got it back. We basically got it back. Although I don't think it's going to be a high first-round pick because, well, the Argos finished first in the division, won the Grey Cup. So it's not going to be a high first-round pick. Of course, with only nine teams picking, I mean, it's not that big a deal. And it's the Canadian draft. Yeah, but so it, it, it is Canadian draft. Is there nine players worth drafting? Come on now. Some years, Come on now. Some years there's not. But There's at least nine offensive linemen out there. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, Speaking of the or half, yeah, probably. Or, or half a dozen, or half a dozen Canadian receivers. Come on. So you know, I'm looking at the BC Lions this morning, and I'm going, their O line sucks. I mean, there there is some. We we there's three starting O linemen that are not signed yet for the BC Lions, and then today. <clears throat> we got two. Yep. So, the only one that's really questioned right now that I believe we should sign is Joel Figueroa. Uh, Suk Chung extended with the BC Lions, and uh, Couture, the starting center for Winnipeg, agreed to terms with the Lions. <laughs> And that was one of the positions that really bothered me was our starting center. Yeah. Yeah, our starting center last year was not very good. He did a a passable job. It was a lot better than a couple years before that. Uh, Yeah, true. I mean, but that's not high praise because they were terrible. Yeah. God awful terrible. But I do, you are right. You are right. <laughs> I mean, the year before, I mean, Riley was picking the fucking shoelaces most of the season. True. That's quite true. Yep. So, where are we going here? CFL commissioner is silent as the Alouettes twist in the wind. Well, yes. Randy Ambrosi is silent, but Alouettes are anything but twisting the wind right now. <coughs> Today they announced that there will be a, a, a new owner will be announced for the Alouettes within seven days. <laughs> so the team has been sold in principle. So is there, that a fact? Yeah, no, it is. It's uh, it, it's going through to the Board of Governors for approval and a bunch of other stuff. Is that LaPointe? Probably, probably Eric LaPointe. No. Who else would want that? I don't believe no. it is. Hmm. I don't know who it is. 
We, it, it, they're very silent on it, so we'll just uh, let it happen and let it transpire. But, yeah, they uh, – <clears throat> uh, I'm just flipping through my Twitter feed to find uh, comments on that. Yeah, because I never saw anything about this online today. I never thought about that. I don't know. That's good. It, it'd be I'm great not saying it's not, not there, but I'd be glad if that were the case. No, no question. Okay. Uh, here, I'm, I'm reading it backwards. The Twitter goes backwards, right? So you read the last part first. Yes. Um, it says, what? Uh, there's going to be an announcement soon. So we don't know what soon means. I don't have the sense we're going to get an announcement before the end of the week, but could by the end of next week, possibly. This is Dave Naylor. We don't know if it's down to one group right now. We kind of think that it might be, but we don't know that. The league has been in conversation for a while, and I think the process is accelerating a little bit. Uh, More than one group about the possibilities of ownership transfer in Montreal. Uh, Announcement coming uh, shortly. Good. So, I mean, as long as they have deep pockets and they're good to write off losses every year, it'll work. Uh, they can afford to... But that, that so, doesn't matter what fucking team it is in the CFL. You have to say the same thing. Uh, not in Montreal. Montreal, that's a different bird. No, no, Nobody else has a stadium deal that bad in the CFL like Montreal. There's nothing close to that. It's not even... Like, Montreal basically leases the stadium for five hours a day on the game day. And that's it. And they get nothing else. No residuals, no parking. There is literally no difference between that agreement and what the BC Lions have with BC Place. Absolutely. Uh, Yeah, they've got a They've got a terrible agreement. BC Place. But here's the thing. BC, Doman... Still had a party outside, sold beer outside. Like, like they still have something. I mean, Montreal has like, it, and BC Place is a nice stadium. I mean, Montreal is without a, question a, it is. It's a hundred and ten years old. It's, it's, you, what you said was the agreement that Montreal has on the stadium is pathetic. I, and I'm telling you, the same agreement is in place in BC, okay? They do not get any concessions. They don't get any usage of the facility. They don't do anything else. They, they rent it for game day, go in, and get the fuck out, okay? They, they don't practice there. They don't do anything there. They, they get absolutely nothing but the gate, okay? Nothing. Well, they get nothing from and, that stadium but, but the gate. But it's a beautiful stadium, but, and they get to play in a gorgeous place. It's nothing. They get nothing out of it. And here's the thing, though. At least right now, BC has an owner that will cover those losses. Montreal right now has nobody wanting to cover that nonsense. And, I mean, that's You don't know that. Ah, Well, we'll see. I know. I heard that. You're barking this one up, and you have been for a long time, but you don't know that. I know. I heard uh, uh, last year. I, I, I heard um, before he died, he said, "I'm hoping um, Spielman or uh, uh, what's his name uh, in Montreal." Uh, he Spiegel. passed away. 
Spiegel. He said, Spiegel. Yeah. Spiegel. He, he goes, I'm hoping to improve our stadium situation because he knows there was, there's no way to make money. There's no way to make money in Montreal. And at least in BC, you can sell, you can sell, you can get more revenue streams out of BC Place as a Lions owner than you can out of a 100-year-old stadium in Montreal. But there's I, no comparison. This, this, is, this is only your opinion, because I don't believe that those facts are actually true. Well, I mean, so, it, it, it is what it is. It's, it's not a perfect scenario for Montreal. I have no doubt in my mind. It's not a perfect scenario for mm-hmm. BC, and I know that for a fact. Okay? So it is what it is, and you just move on from it. And it, we'll see what happens in the next week or so, mm-hmm. but you can't keep flogging a dead horse like this when things are not exactly the way that they're coming out of your mouth. Well, I mean, I just think that right now Montreal, Montreal's in trouble. I, I hope this this thing comes Th- through. That's only and... your opinion. Well, it's not mine. I don't have that opinion. Uh, I don't think Montreal's in trouble. I, I don't have that opinion. Them, uh, they are if they don't find an owner. Well, Harris, Harris if they don't find an owner Harris, soon. Uh, Harris, Harris didn't just leave Montreal because he wanted to. He has, to, he has to, who's, who's going from Montreal to Saskatchewan because they want to? Harris had to leave. That's a bad, that's a bad sign. That's a choice. He, it's a decision. Well, cause, because he knows what's going on. That's what I think. Okay. I mean, I, we'll see. In all honesty, there is no player out there that's made a decision on where he wants to be based on the ownership of a team. Mm-hmm. Players don't give a shit who owns It'll the be, team. They just no, play no, no. Harris was going to re-sign to Montreal 100%. And then all this shit went down. He goes, I'm, a, I'm out. What shit went down? Damn. Nothing's gone down. Nothing's gone down. Okay? Nothing. Nothing's changed. You say well, all this shit's gone down, and I haven't seen anything. Nothing's happened. Nothing's well, transpired. There is no... Guy, guy, well, I mean, they're not in a good here. place already, so... <laughs> guy, guys are leaving. Uh, two receivers. When he left, when he left, Harris left. What, what does that tell you? Like, that's Chicago not like... Sales left Winnipeg. Does that mean Winnipeg's um, going down the fucking toilet? Couture left because Winnipeg didn't have. Couture left because Winnipeg didn't have room under the cap. That's the only reason that's why Couture opinion. left. That's an assumption. No, that's it's a fucking fact. They, the fuck, they fucking it's they not. fucking sign. They find Lau Lauer for three hundred thousand bucks. Somebody has to fucking go. Somebody has to go. Like you can't sign everybody. Couture's gonna want two hundred thousand. You can't sign him. Like he's gone. Like it's done. It sucks, but he's gone. I mean, Montreal hey, can't sign players fucking. Players move around, and we've already established that. That's no, no, no. That was free agency right now. Okay. 
There's no it, way. It is, Anyways, we have not seen we have not seen anything anything public. There's nothing that we know for a fact of what's going on or transpiring in any one of the CFL cities right now. We don't know that. You're wildly speculating, and you could be correct, but it's speculation at this point in time. I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing it. I think there's a lot more stability in Montreal than what you're telling us. Uh, I hope. We need need to move on. Okay. Riders announced their coaching and football operation. Who, who fucking cares? Is there anybody on this list that is interesting, Charles? No. Nope. Drew Tate is the receivers coach. We've already established that. Mm-hmm. Where did Charles go? Did he, did he hang up? No, I'm here. No, Charles is still here. Okay. I just put it in uh-huh. it's totally off it's tough to get in, so Yeah, that's fine. I just wondering if you went through it and and, and found out anything. Yeah, I mean I looked through I looked through it and there was no real names. I mean Andre Bolduc, Naaman Roosevelt is an offensive assistant, he was a good receiver. Drew Tate, receivers coach who referenced him earlier, Anthony Mattel. Oh yeah. There's no nothing jumping up and down here. No. Is this defensive coordinator Jason Shivers? Is that related to Roy? I thought no that was his son. I'm not positive, but no, there isn't. Okay, no, for some reason I thought it was his no, son. I don't but... think there is. Oh, okay. It may not be. Okay, I wasn't sure. William, how are you doing, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. Anything you got to add into this? Any writers, football staff here you're excited about? I, 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 I don't. I don't want to talk about Montreal at all. Um, but no, but Saskatchewan. We, we you know what? Saskatchewan. I, I think Saskatchewan, believe it or not, has gotten better. On paper, anyways. Yep. I mean, Trevor Harris Harris is not the greatest quarterback in the CFL, but he's not bad. He's better than Pajaro. I like like Winneke. Okay, I think he's a good receiver. Um, They haven't... I don't think they've quite addressed their offensive line issues yet, but... But and they, no, and they I, I don't think they've addressed some, the coaching staff. They need some receivers where they can address the coaching staff. Um, but you know, I mean, I mean, Drew Tate was really good when he was in DC. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that was not a great. Uh, um, but but hey, you know what? You know that that is the greatest thing about the CFL. One year you can have a four and thirteen team, and the next year 
you can have a 13 and 14. Okay? That's the best yep. thing about the CFL. If you make the right move. Sometimes you can have that in the same season. Yes, you can. That's true. Yes, you can. Oh, and five BC Lions. You know, I mean, in the NFL, if a team goes in the NFL, if a team goes zero and five, they're not making the playoffs. It's that simple. So no, no. Well, I like the C- I, I mean, like the CFL. Right now, there is not a single team in the CFL that you can count out of the playoffs this year. Um, not at this point. <clears throat> my- Montreal. Yes, yes. Did you forget something? Did you forget something already? No. I think you, I think you've forgotten something. Montreal plays in the East. I know. Okay. I, I know. So, yeah. Montreal plays in the I, East. I know. I guess. So don't, I guess, don't, I guess. don't say a thing. I, don't I, say a thing. I guess. I get I I'm yeah. I'm predicting crossover, but <laughs> that, very funny, very funny. I'm laughing because you're right, but it's like <laughs> fine, fine, it's fine, true. fine. You cannot, you can't, you can't count you can any team out. Right yeah, you can't. Hey, hey, they're hey, a crappy hey. division. Listen, like the I mean, we have low. I, we can make predictions. Yeah. Listen. The East Division is the worst division in pro sports. The CFL East Division is the absolute worst division in pro sports in the last four decades. Nothing comes History, close. maybe. Yeah. And I get they win a few great cups here and there because, I mean, hey, any team can get their shit together for one game and the biggest game, and you know, stuff happens, weather. But man, it's, I want, I want the. I actually, my goal is, I want them, an East team to cross over to the West. That's my goal. Fuck an East team to cross. It'll never happen. Good luck with that. Big barely have two happen. good teams. That, that means, of course that not. That means that three, three teams. Three teams in the Western Division have to shit the bed. Three teams, okay? And that means that four teams in the Eastern Division have to be powerful. Well, I don't know when that is ever going to happen. Think about that. When is that going to actually happen? And actually... Them changing the format, the the schedule format, so that they play each other a oh, million times. Yeah, no choice. No. Counterproductive to the concept of of an Eastern team ever being. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, right now, didn't oh, Hamilton absolutely destroyed it. Didn't didn't Hamilton and Toronto play a best of seven last year in the regular season? They, they had the best of oh, seven. Did they, they, not? they were playing. I think they played four times in five weeks. Five. They played, yeah, they played yeah. five, I thought. Yeah. Like, who's yeah, they played five times, like, but they played four times in five games, five weeks. Like, like, terrible. Who, like, who, like who, who's watching that? Like, and they go, why, 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 uh, are, why are TV uh, why are 
Sorry, sorry. I, I watched it, Rudy. Rudy, I watched it. I, can I, I bet on I, I bet. I think you I know actually, why? You know what? I, I, I bet on I bet on fucking. Twice. I bet on fucking Hamilton. They fucking cost me money. That's why I bet. I watched it. I thought Hamilton was gonna win. So yeah. Oh well. That that'll learn you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Steinhauer. I like Steinhauer. I, I don't bet on these NFL games. I don't bet. William, do you remember yes. the very first conversation that you and I ever had? Um, was there any was there any swear words in that conversation? Oh, I think there was. Yeah, you were you were getting really close to getting thrown out of the group. Um, you were wrong about something, and and wouldn't let it go, and going back and forth, back and forth, and then you turned around and said, "You want to bet?" And I said, "No." And you said, and he you says, don't "Come bet. on, I'll bet you twenty dollars." And I said, "I'm sorry, I can't bet. It's against my religion." And you went, oh, sorry, I apologize. And that was the end of it. And it, it totally diffused the situation. And I went, hmm, that worked. And then we got to know each other a little, a little better. And then you know that uh, I have not got a religious bone in my body. And that, that was all just bullshit. So anyhow, beside the point. Yeah, it took me a little while to You're... figure out just how full of bullshit you are. So... But now I'm pretty clear <laughs> on it. Okay. And and uh, vice and vice versa and vice versa. But I still do like of course when you put things on I still do like when you put things online and you get people so worked up. And the scariest thing is I know how you think. And I'm like <laughs> Fuck, don't you guys know he's just doing that because he just does that because he just does that because. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm actually kind of it's kind of funny because I'm in. It, 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 you're gonna laugh at me now. Please don't. I'm in a bunch of uh, uh, Yellowstone groups now, and I get to, over there. I get to wind up player people who think they they know everything about the the TV series, and and. And it's just like I, I watch, spin them around, and watch them explode. Oh, so much I can just see you wreaking havoc in those groups. Oh, without question, I do. Without question, I do. Because there's so many stupid people in this world. Uh huh. And they walk among us. And, and to be honest with you, CJ, I really, 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 really. I like 1923 better than I like Yellowstone. 1823 part of any of the uh, whole uh, Yellowstone genre. What was? I thought it was good. Uh, 1883. Well, they were totally different. 
Yeah, they're, but they're I just totally saw it. Yeah. If you if you look but, at it, 1883 was a, the the journey was the villain. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Where Yellowstone has had a series of villains. 1923 has got a villain or a couple of villains into it. Everything in there has got a bunch of villains in it. Where the journey was the villain in 1883. Okay, yeah. it, it, they were two. They, 1923 and Yellowstone are very similar series. 1883 was totally different. It was a it was a historical fiction yeah. about a journey of a family. And that you can't even yeah. compare the two of them. They they, they they weren't even the same type of storyline. Where 1923 and Yellowstone are very similar storylines. They're just a different you know, vision of, 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 of yeah, different time periods. I don't know why we're off on this tangent, but the scenes awesome. in 1920, the 1923 with the with the Indian schools, I just are just amazing. I can hardly watch them. They're so, uh, they're just, wow, is all I can say. Yeah, I know. I, I, I posted a couple of things on those stories, and I said, if you don't like watching this, it's because you're learning. Mm. Right? Because you are. We are. People, people do not, cannot fathom how bad it was for them. Yeah. And, 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 you know, so many people are saying, that, oh, that's exaggerated, Max. But I think it's being conservative. Yeah, oh, yeah, I agree. Hey, it's TV, moving on, moving on. Being conservative. Yes, let's watch football. Yeah, 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 yeah. Moving on here, what can we do? Um, Joe Montana has come public and said that John Candy tried to sign him as the Toronto Argonauts. We need, the CFL needs some very creative owners again. John Candy wow. was an amazing, amazing asset to the CFL. Never mind the Toronto Argonauts, yep. to the CFL. And they did things, they were so off the wall doing things, it was okay. amazing. That's okay, but, what but he needs to do here. Okay, here's the issue. First of all, John Candy was uh, a gazillionaire. Uh, McNall was stealing millions of dollars. He had, he had at the time, he had a free, free reign with money. So that's not happening now. Like, that, that was fairy, fairy tale land. Like, they owned the Argos for, like, three years. And, yeah, 1991, they bought, they, they got Rocket in. There was no salary cap. We got all but these players in. talking about it. Yeah, I agree. But it's great to talk about. But guess what? They fucking lost. They had to sell the team <sighs> two years later because they, they're losing so much fucking money. They were getting killed. They lost so much money. Bruce McDowell, a criminal, goes, I, I got to sell the team. A guy that, like, basically defrauding the banks of millions of dollars had to sell the team during the time he was stealing from the bank. And Wayne Gretzky, who had millions, goes, oh, we're done. John Candy, no. It was a great story for one year. The next year, they sucked. The fans stopped coming. It was a shit show. So it was a one-year thing that was fun and great. 
It was funded by millionaires, but it was it was fantasy land. Like don't don't get me wrong. It, it was it was fun to watch, but not realize that was a one year thing, and they all and they they couldn't leave the CFL quicker after they knew they were getting they were losing the money. Like, anyways, uh, <laughs> like, I, I mean, I, I, I can tell you, I can tell you a nice uh, fairy tale, or I can tell you the truth. That was the truth. Shit show. It's a shit. Show me a team that hasn't been a shit show. Uh, show me a team with an owner that hasn't been a shit show. They're creative. You can't. They got buzz going. Uh, I mean, Gleberman it doesn't and matter. Gleberman. Shreveport. Uh, you be you, you be careful. You be careful where you go with Gleberman. Okay, he's a friend of mine. I love him. I love Gleberman. I think he okay. a little more. I think if Gleberman came back now to the CFL, I think he would do things a little bit differently. He's a little bit wiser, and I think he'd be okay. I, I would be okay with Lieberman. I, I think he gets it now. Do you agree or not? I, was, I, I think Lonnie had it, had it covered back then. I think what he did, in, he did what he had to do. He, his team in Shreveport was actually doing quite well. They got good in the last they year. Sucked, they sucked on the field. No, they they were good in the lot. The last year they started winning games. They were actually getting better. But I mean, I mean Baltimore. I mean Baltimore got it right off the hop. So But anyway, back to the actual story that got posted. Which one? The one about John Candy and Joe Montana, where we kind of went off into the, I don't know where we went. Yeah. But the story yeah. came out with with uh, John Candy uh, basically had actually had talks uh, with Joe Montana uh, to come in and play quarterback for the Argos. It didn't happen. They didn't have the money to do it. But it would have been really interesting, I thought, to see Joe Montana playing in the CFL. Of course it would have. Mm-hmm. At that time, I don't I think mean, even it, that good. Sorry. I think you, you, huh? you wouldn't have been that successful in the CFL at, at that Okay, age. why do we – why? Okay, maybe not. Joe Montana is probably one of the best quarterbacks that ever played in the CFL or in the NFL, in my opinion. I don't know if it, if I'm wrong right here or wrong. I mean, he went to four Grey Cups. He won all four. Um, it, is that not the goal Super Bowl. to win? Super Bowl. Sorry, sorry. I keep getting myself confused here. I'm a CFL guy. I mean, he 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 did it long before there were fucking rules protecting quarterbacks long before there were rules protecting receivers. He went out there, he called his own plays. The man was just a fucking amazing. Okay? So if he had come up to the CFL, he would have done well. Regardless of what it was. It's a he different was, game. Even at that age, he was good. But, he was good enough to play in the CFL. He was better than most of the 
players probably, most of the quarterbacks, even at that age. Yeah. Yeah. No, he did. Here's the thing. He must have sat between the ears that was working for it. Those 49er teams, here's the biggest difference between uh, Brady and Montana is that San Fran, there was no salary cap. They could keep their O-line together. They had Jim Craig. They had Ronnie Lott on D. They could keep those guys, and they could pay them whatever they wanted, and there was no issue of them walking. So that's why it's hard to compare errors because, I mean, now, I mean, Brady had had different receivers every every year. It was a different band of receivers, and – he had Gronk for a bit, and but yeah, uh, it's something to think about. I mean, it, it's a great debate, definitely. I just thought it was an interesting story because well, it's something I actually hadn't heard, heard before. No, no, I hadn't heard this before. But it, it's and and that's why John Candy was so good for the CFL is because he was willing to think outside of the box and he had the ability to do this. What the hell is that? Yeah, and he loved he loved the CFL. He did not want to lead the ownership group. He just couldn't do it on his own. He didn't have they're, quite the money to losing, do it on his own. They were losing too much money. They were bleeding money. They were dying. They were losing money. That's why. The only reason it was like it's sad. I I just wish it was a a better like story, but it's not. They were just they couldn't make it work. In the Sky Dome, especially. No, I mean, the... and that's what I said. It doesn't matter what team you're talking about. You do not. There's not a CFL owner that comes into a team, that picks up a team, and expects to make money. If they expect to break money or break even, they're delusional. No. Okay. No. Whether it's Murray Pesham, whether it's Bill Comrie, whether no. it's Nelson Scalvania, all of these BC Lion guys, you cannot come into this league as a millionaire. No. And buy a football team. You have no, to be a billionaire. But I, what, I, what I think they want is at least and the that's ability. Why, uh, Amar Dolman isn't going to be in the Lions long. I don't think he's around long. He doesn't have enough money. Now what happens after that? What happens after that? Who knows? They find the next. They find the next guy that think he can work, make it work for four or five years. That's kind of how the CFL runs, yep. doesn't it? It does. Yeah. I mean, the only one that's ever stuck around long enough, it, it, and only because he's got stupid amounts of money, is Bob Young. Yeah, Bob, Bob Young. From his, uh, his brother, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Like Hamilton is way gone. Hamilton to Montreal and BC are memories, if not for Braley, Young, and uh, Wettenhall. I right. mean, of course. Like, that's that's three sugar daddies. That's and it. Toronto. Well, Toronto, I guess, gets popular because TSN. I think Toronto, uh, the MLC, yeah, I mean, it's... Well, they bailed but, them. They, he bailed them out, Braley, a number of times, even before he owned them. Yeah. I mean, there's there's no business model in Montreal. 
it's basically, okay, we're going to get the team and we're going to lose money, but hopefully we get uh, not lose too much. BC, I well, think... That could be said about the NFL, any CFL team. Any, but, but any I, team in the CFL. Every, every I, team in the CFL is the same. But I think BC at least can, <laughs> because there's some wiggle room. He's trying. He's trying to get, he's trying to market. Right. He's trying to, I mean, at least there's something going on. Montreal, trust me, you go to an Alouette game, no one's wearing a jersey. You, go, you watch the crowd. Listen to BC place. There's guys, people wearing the jerseys. Montreal, there, there's nobody wearing it. It, it. It's a different, it's a different uh, ball game there. I mean, and I, I hope it works. I hope that whoever owns Montreal, the Alouettes, gets it, gets a great deal somewhere. I, I, don't, I think the stadium deal in McGill. I wish they would get to the soccer stadium like uh, Toronto did. Yeah. For the uh, the Argos, but it seems that that's helped the Argos a little bit. I mean, it's not. I mean, I'm rude. Hello. Oh, I'm here. Oh, okay. Uh, did we lose Rudy all of a sudden? I don't know. Too bad. Hang on. Let me let me get Blog Talk up. Yeah, he's gone. <laughs> oh well. Jesus. William, how are you yeah. doing? You know what? I you know what? You know what? In the no, seven don't, years don't say it. in the seven years we've been doing this podcast, we have never talked about Montreal this much ever. Okay? Ever. No kidding. <laughs> it's fucking brutal. I don't want to talk about Montreal. They're in the East. Fuck. Oh, my Lord. Anyways. Um, I, I, I'm gonna, I, I was hoping to stay on because I was going to suggest to you that we, that we pick, that we pick, um, <laughs> that we pick what places people are going to be in this year in the West Standings, and I was going to take Winnipeg at the bottom and see if I could get them going, okay? Come on. <laughs> I don't think you needed to really do that to get them going. He was kind of already going. I, I had him going. Anyways, I know you did. And, I know. and once again, I know, I know you're doing that on purpose. Okay. <laughs> kind of funny. Kind of funny. I was trying not Do to. Do you laugh. think so? Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna have to bring. I do. Gonna bring him back in. I'm just looking for a phone number. Okay. Oh. It's. Uh... Does he know he's off? Does he know he's off? I wonder if he's still talking. He might still be yeah, talking. Yeah, he sent me a message. <laughs> No. <laughs> he oh, sent okay. me a message oh. with a question mark in it, and I asked him what happened. So we'll see what happens. If he gives me his phone number back up, then I get it. I'll, I'll phone him in. Well, it's still on the main chat. It's right at the very bottom. Yeah, it is. Oh, is it? Okay. Well, I don't know. Oh, there it is. Um, he'll come on. He'll just pick up where he left off. Uh, 
<laughs> okay, so uh, what do we got? We got 16 minutes left to show. What do you guys want to talk about now? Where are we going to go? Uh, free agency um, coming up. Could, what what kind of could, free agency? We could we could we could review who's left on free agency and if they're worthwhile. I was, I was just thinking that. Let's start with that. Yeah, that's that? a good idea. I can uh, find there's a list on CA. Uh, as long um, as they're not money players. players, okay? Uh, uh, the the <laughs> transaction <laughs> list. Uh, is that the full list? Free agency. Here it is. Uh, I got the free agency list on CFL.ca. Okay, there we go. You want to talk about Montreal right away or no? We could. Did he get Rudy back yet, or is he? No, he's, he says there's only 15 minutes left. He's done. Okay. Okay. Second place. You know, I, I, I wonder. Delvin. You know, in one breath we talk about how CFL owners have to really be billionaires, okay, so they can handle the losses. Does he actually think it's Eric LaPointe and his group are billionaires? Does he think Eric LaPointe and his group are billionaires? The guy was a fucking CFL no. player, for Christ's sake. No, like, he's not. And, and that, that group isn't going to win. That's why I believe that um, Gary Stern's group is probably going to be the best Kind of, because he's in that realm of he's not a billionaire, but he's pretty he's up there, and I'm sure that his that circle there? of friends is pretty close to it. But that he's up there. Yes, I agree. Yeah, yep. he's up there. He, he he's in the he's in the uh, Mark Dolman range of five hundred six hundred million dollars, which is a fair chunk of coin. It's better than being at twenty million dollars. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. So, you know, if he can pull some of his buddies together, then they, they, they could be able to pull this off. And four or five guys with $500 million apiece is, makes a couple billion, right? Uh, anyhow, um, let's go over the teams here. We, well, we got this, got 13 minutes left. Uh, yeah, start at the West Coast here. We got uh, – didn't Delvin Bro retire? He did a couple That's of years. That's my back to then he went back to BC last year, didn't he? And then he retired last, at the end of last yeah, year. Yeah, but I think he, I think he, at the end of the year, he announced his retirement. Yeah, he said, okay. "Thank you very much, BC, for giving me the opportunity. Have a good one. Bye." Yeah. yeah. So I, you know what? I'm, I'm going over this list for the BC Lions, and the, the available people are. It, it's no big deal. The only one on here that I, I can see that BC should do something with is uh, Joel Figueroa. You know, he's the only one that yeah, Figueroa says. Well, it, well all the other ones that but, should come back, they've, they've that's, that's already retired. Uh, yeah, yeah, but I think uh, the James Butler ship has sailed. Um, oh, yeah, yeah 100%. Burnham's retired. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, let's go over to the Elks here. Going down the list. Uh, yeah. Dion Lacey. Boy, uh, he's good still linebacker. available. Yeah. 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 Uh, Issa Maru. You know who I'm talking about, right? 
Who? Uh, Issa Marbury or whoever. Defensive yeah, lineman. Yeah. 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 That's that's a name Walker. That I here. Uh, Walker. He's getting old. I'm sorry. Sorry to him, yeah. but he's kinda yeah. up there. Yeah, so the he is. Shouldn't the Elks be resigning him then? For, you might get him for a bargain price. Get him cheap yeah. and you may so, bring him in. And, and, uh, Calgary, the Sean Lemon is outstanding still. Yeah, they're not. I take him back in BC. He's not going back there. I take him back in BC. He always played well in BC, but uh, he is getting up there. But he still seems to be playing well. Yeah, but he's you know what? Still plays at a high level. He's uh, going. He's going for his hundredth. I think he, he'll hit a hundred this year in sacks. Dave Dickinson was uh-huh. in his media interview today said that Sean Lemon was fantastic in the locker room and he's a really hard worker. And and Calgary got him yep. for like a bargain basement price last year. Because if you remember correctly, he got cut by D or got cut by Edmonton. Yep. Yeah. And he came right to Calgary he, and Did he win defensive player of the year last year, Sean Lemon? No, he was a he was a finalist. He was the right, West. But he, didn't uh, win. he was the West nominee. No, the guy from Ottawa won the defensive lineman. That's right. Yep. Okay. Which I was shocked so, at. Jumping and I think over the only to... reason he won was he had more sacks. So. Yeah. Jumping so, over to Saskatchewan, Dan Clark is still available. Shaq Cooper is available. Uh, Mike Edom. Jack Evans, uh, the two, the twins, uh, Jordan and Justin Herdman Reed, linebackers. Yep, they're both, both available. From Simon Fraser. Yep. Yeah. Uh, of course, uh, 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 Darnell Sankey's also available. God- yeah, uh, yep. Godfrey Onika. Onika or whatever the hell his name is. Yeah. 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 Josiah thinks so. Duke Williams is going to be available. Yeah, Duke Williams is available. That was somebody else's. Uh, Ed, was that Will? I thought you said something. Rashid Bailey. Rashid Bailey is there. Greg Ellingson. Hang on. Another older guy. Yeah, How do we know he's, he's out there? Casey Sales, he just uh, agreed to terms with Ottawa, I think it was. Hmm. What were you saying, Will? Uh-uh. Hamilton fucking Most the of the impact guys from Winnipeg. Yeah, they got a long list. Oh, look, Lamar Durant yeah, is still a free agent. Who's going to take him? You know, one of the things that I discovered, and I was, I was looking, I was looking at Winnipeg's roster the other day, and although they claim that they have adopted Calgary system, the one thing they haven't adopted is getting rid of old guys before their time. 
Yeah. I mean, they signed Eventually, Stanley these guys are going to break down. Stanley Bryan is going to be 38 this year. So, so it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. You know, and once again, they're one quarterback hit away from not being very good. So. Yep, 100%. So over Argo to Toronto, is Jagaris Davis is still up there? <laughs> yeah, that's on, over there. Uh, Jagaris Davis, Andrew Harris, uh, Enoch Mwamba, A.J. Ule. That's Ule. the guy I would like to see in Vancouver. That'd be interesting to see him with the Lions. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. He was he was a pretty he was a pretty decent energy guy last year. Yes, yeah. he was. So, and we know neither he running back is Butler's leaving. Really good job coming in there when when Harris is gone, right? Yeah. And even uh, when Harris was back, it was a good one-two punch. Yeah. yeah. He's a big, strong runner. Okay, Kawaki Botang is available there in Ottawa. So is Darvin Adams, uh, Gary Siracco, uh, Caleb Evans, quarterback. Look at that. There's another quarterback available. R.J. Harris, wide receiver. Shaq Johnson. William Powell. I'd say Caleb Evans is a backup. In a heartbeat. You know, William Powell. He's old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's old. Hunter Stewart, offensive lineman. Cumbry Williams. He was in Calgary two years ago. He's a great offensive lineman. Yeah. Okay, over He's in Montreal, we got Mika Because she... Because Sean Barry... He never stayed anywhere long. No. No. Dom Davis and Trevor Harris are both gone. Uh, Mike Jones and Mike Jones is two of them. That would be confusing. Walter Fletcher, good running back. Uh, Yeah. Really? I've never heard of him. He's the other guy I'd like to see in D.C. What? Okay. Yeah. I've never heard of him. Walter yeah. Fletcher. Really? Walter Fletcher? Yeah, yeah, where did he play? He 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 was the guy was he not the guy that was uh the running back was for running Montreal when last back year when uh when Stanback went back down. Oh yeah, yeah he was. Yeah, I would take I would take yeah. him. He was a good running back. He was a good running back, so. He, uh, yeah, he had uh, almost 800 all-purpose yards receiving and rushing. I mean, let's face facts. Stanback is an amazing Only one touchdown. Oh. Yep. Reggie White Jr. Really? Jake Wenicky. He did he? Uh, yeah, Jake. Uh, yeah, Reggie White Jr. is a wide is a free agent, 
And Jay Quinnicky agreed with somebody, didn't he? Isn't he signing somewhere? Saskatchewan. 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 Right. right. That's right. He's a good receiver. Uh, they resi- yeah, yes, he is. They resigned uh, Chandler Worthy, the kick returner. What? He's signing yeah. in a place no one that wants good, to sign. That was a good, good signing. Yeah, really. I don't know. I don't. We'll see what happens. I, I, I honestly, I, this free agency is a, is definitely a different beast this year than what it normally is. And I don't know if it's because of the CFL window and or the sorry negotiations window, and we're looking at it and going, well, okay, this is weird. Well, it is. It is this isn't the first time they've done this, though. They've had it before. Like I remember yeah. back a few years ago when the Lions signed Mike Riley against Edmonton, we knew a week, at least a week in advance, that he was signing a beast. Well, most people knew it the year before, yeah. but uh, if yeah, we knew it the year before, yeah. Yep. Now, isn't it amazing how you never hear anything about Mike Riley? Since he left? He's a firefighter. No, he's yeah. kind of like dropped out of the, yeah. He's like a firefighter. firefighter. Yeah. Nothing. nothing. He wants nothing to do with the CFL anymore. He's done. He's moved on with his life. Weird. Really? Yeah. Well, will that's, that be the case he, when he's in he, the Hall of Fame? He paid? walked away I mean, from $400,000 last year. Okay? He walked yeah, away. Because that was his fourth he's year of his contract. A, he's got to be but he's gotta be a first ballot Hall of Famer, I would assume. Yep. Five years or whatever In my book. Three years. Yeah, mine too. In my book, he is. Mine too. Yeah. He's got to show up with the, uh, the come, Hall of Fame wearing a hat. I wonder if he'll come back he, from that. Up. Okay, guys, guys, I got to right. close out the show here. Okay, so a minute left in the show. Right. Um, okay. This has been Let's Talk CFL podcast episode number five hundred and eighteen. Uh, your host, Christopher Jones. I enjoyed myself tonight. We got to talk to some football, rambled around on a whole pile of different subjects, and things just went off the rails on numerous occasions. It's always a good show when they're off the rails. Uh, anyhow, 30 seconds left. Charles, you say good night. Good night, folks. Let's uh, enjoy it. Uh, we'll have more free agency uh, sure to talk about next week. Oh, 100%. There'll be more to talk about next week. Things that go bump in the night. Well, say good night, my friend. Goodbye, everybody. Have you guys heard what kind of a dumpster fire there is in Montreal? Oh, my God. <laughs> You're so mean and evil. Have a good